Yo, what's good, people? Welcome back to the sadly relatable podcast. We're back, baby! Yay! Yay! We needed something special because we haven't filmed in so long. Listen, this is actually messed up, guys. It's the hundredth episode, and we're sitting here like a plain, ordinary day. It's okay. Do you know what the celebration is that we're back? <laughs> so, <laughs> woohoo! Yay, yay! And um, how is everyone? Oh, it feels good to be back. Yeah, it does. Like I'm just, just comfort zone. I right feel a bit here. rustic though. You mean rusty? Yeah, but rustic still works as well. Does it? I don't, I don't think know. It does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like what do we do? Wait, Nishrin, a hundred episodes of Sally Relatable. A hundred episodes. We do have some exciting things in the works and We say I've, this every time, man. Nah, but to be fair, this like this we're one act- feels serious. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> The last one felt serious as well. Like guys, we've actually missed you a lot so much, Wallah. Um Things keep happening, so, man. Yeah, so we had plans for this episode. We actually had like two or three different plans. Yeah. And they kind of just fell through and we were like... And then what's annoying about it is each one took like a while to plan and then it fell through, meaning that we got, we stayed off longer and then the yeah. next one took a while to plan and then it fell through. But it's okay. We won't say what they were because we can still do it inshallah. one day, inshallah. Yeah. But we are in the middle of like doing a few other things. So it's like, I feel like that time as well was needed because we've like got some plans and yeah, yeah we've got to like work on things on the back end of stuff which is uh, really good oh man I and then we got ill and then i got unwell i got the flu yeah. and then but you know what? do you know what it is can i say something yeah i'm i think we have you relied do you know why because why? every time we have like um we hit a milestone something happens yeah for the hundredth episode and then hitting two years like when we and then the new year oh it's a headache yeah but you know what we do our ad card so if yeah. you're gonna give us evil eye it's gonna bounce back onto you so pray for us, everyone. Inshallah. How is everyone? How you you know what? I find it so cute that people are like, where's the podcast? Like, it gets me through my week. Yeah. I'm just like... Mm. And there's people actually waiting for us to come back, which is nice. I know. So like we're just trying to come back and then we're like, oh, who are these guys again? Yeah. No, I'm not going to lie. Like, I love just sitting here and just talking shit. Is it kind of sad that, like, I haven't really seen you? I know. To be fair, guys, we actually have... This is like, the first time I've seen you in, like, yeah, a month. Time. So, like, what's sad is that... The podcast is what kind of brought us together to see each other in person. Otherwise, so we'd just be living our lives. if we didn't work together, we just would never speak. We'd be like phone calls. Now, to be fair, we we speak a lot on the phone. Yeah, not we just a don't lot, see each other in person. Because I just do ignore you sometimes. Yeah, you don't... Initially, you're so annoying, man. Why are you judging me for something that is out of my control? Do you know how I know Nishrin's okay? So, this is what's worse about you, yeah? Can I say something? You are the worst type of person to not answer your phone because you're unwell. Like, and you live on your own. So we need to know that you're alive and that you're okay. Okay, so my mum does this, right, where she keeps calling me and she'll call me and I'll get like a hundred missed calls. And I'm like, mum, why? And she's like, oh, what if something happened to you? Like, okay, but if I died, what is going to change if you call me? No. I'm going to be dead <laughs> no, but anyway. We, but we still need to know that you're okay. You'll find out eventually. No, though. but who just sits and waits? So I'll just find out if she's dead. We need to know so your body doesn't rot and we can like get you yeah, buried as soon on, as possible. Yeah, but come on, maybe like two days. No, Nishun, you don't answer for time. But it's okay, I have a new f- I have a new for- uh, way of figuring out whether you're okay or not. Yeah. Because I'll be calling Nishun like five times, no answer, text note, you okay, let me know everything's all right. And then I'll go check TikTok and she would have sent me like five TikToks. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, she's live. <laughs> she's so, just airing me because no, she's on her phone watching TikToks. Yeah, so I'll tell you what happens is I'm like, Oh, I, d- I can't reply to that right now. I'll reply in a minute. And then I just forget to. And then also sometimes I'll just put my phone down and I won't touch it for a few hours. And that's mm. like where I get my peace, if that makes sense. I've been doing that a lot recently. It feels good. Actually, that's a lie. I've done it like once or twice. <laughs> I've been doing that a lot because I know my wife's probably watching this and thinking, you lying piece She's of shit. Yeah. <laughs> wow. If he wasn't married, he would not have yeah. admitted that. <laughs> but um, I've done it a few times because I feel like obviously recently I've just been a bit all over, all over, all over the place mentally. Um, so those days where I was like, oh, I just can't even look at this crap anymore. Yeah. Like it's draining me. I was like, just put this away. And then like, I felt really good, can't I? Oh, also I am um, house painting. Okay, guys. So I've taken up a new hobby, right? Mm-hmm. Painting. And when I tell you, it is the most stress-free that I have felt in a very, very long time. Like I'll be painting Ayub and six hours will go past. I'm not joking. Six hours and I haven't touched my phone. Yeah. And I've been doing this painting for six hours. I'm like, oh, it's only like an hour. I check six hours. I can't lie to you. I think having these little things in life are one of the most important things you can do. For anyone that's struggling with mental health or they stress out or they overthink, you need to find something that can take you away from your thoughts for a while. Um, I've, this isn't 
obviously Nishran also sent me the a pen. A, can't speak, man. It's been so long. Anyway, you speak every day. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he said it's been so long. As if I haven't spoken since we haven't yeah, spoken. Yeah, podcast. <laughs> So what no. he's trying to say is I got him, so I got him, I got myself a kit and then I got him a kit because when I realized how much it's like amazing, yeah. I got him one and basically painting is, but this thing is that like you hear this stuff when you're younger, like, oh, yeah. paint, go for a walk. And you're like, shut up. No, but the thing is, I'm trying to explain is this, which is very true, is it does help. And I did my first paint and then I was enjoying it. I was sitting there like painting, enjoying myself and you get, you're not thinking about anything else. You're anything. so focused on what you're doing. But one of my other things that I experienced that in is boxing. So... When I go boxing, it's the only time that I, I realise after a while, like, I go in there, I don't think about nothing. Literally, the world could be on fire. I'm so focused on learning what I'm learning yeah. and training and, and what's going on. And I realised that that was such an, the reason why when I go to box, I lose all my anxiety is because I go in there and, like, empty my That's mind. That's all you're thinking about. Yeah, and you're focused on one thing. So it's similar with the painting thing. When you take a moment and you're trying to achieve a task that's relaxing, by the way, and it, yeah. or it's enjoyable, you're not stressed. It's a fuck. I'm not joking, Yeah. You when you say you don't think of anything else, you genuinely do not think of any life worries, life stresses. Like I'm there, got more important shit to do. I have work to do, and I'm just like, um, I'm gonna mix. House is on fire. Everyone's jumping out of the building. Ah, she's like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I need to mix these colors to get this and get this. Honestly, guys, I really, really, really recommend painting. Yeah. I'll leave a link to the paint kit that I got. It basically has everything that you need in it. And like, it has like a little board. It's really cool. I can't like, because I thought, oh, she's going to send me like some little paint and a thing. But it came and it's got like the whole, you stand it up, you've got the canvas, you've got a book, you've got every single type of thing you need. Like, it was like the whole thing. I was like, yeah, damn. Yeah, it was, it's from Amazon and it came you. like the next day. But it's like so good. And I really, really recommend it to every single person I know. Guys, I think it's really important to stimulate yourself as an adult or a young adult even if you're younger, to be honest, because I feel like we don't really try new things nowadays. You grow older and you don't really try new things like when you were a kid. You know when you're in school when they give you different tasks to do, you don't really do it. Yeah, but yeah. when you get older, you you sometimes fall into comfort of doing what you know. Yeah, yeah. You need to start challenging yourself. I think that's the way you grow as well mentally and it just helps you in every aspect. And find yourself. like you. Mm. There's what? All of you guys yeah, watching this right now, imagine how many hidden talents of actual painters and artists there are. Yeah. You never know, like you lot could try it and figure out that you're actually really good at it. And even if you're not good at it, it might be something that you like learn to be amazing at. Mm. Like me personally, it's kind of difficult, but I feel like I'm good at it. And I don't know, I feel like I could improve. You're to do way really better well. than I expected. You're like, here are mine. And I was like, <laughs> What? <laughs> look back at my because I'm the one that grew You're up like an artist. artist. So I look at mine and I look at this one. I'm like, hmm, something ain't adding up. Oh, yeah, I'm a medic. They're good. Now I know when you said you spent six hours on it, mine took me like 20 minutes. Um, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> I'm joking, by the way. Hey there. Hailer uh, alert. But that's, Evil eye alert. <laughs> no, I love a medic. One of the things I do believe in. Um, which is so, I'm so happy that you brought that up because it like relates to it, is a lot of people have conversations with people like, oh, what do you want to do in life? And they're not happy where they are. Like a lot of people my age. Yeah. So I have some friends at my age, they're around 27 in life and they're doing a job, but they haven't got something they're chasing or they want, they want to chase something, but they don't know what, or yeah. they want to leave their current field. And I said to them, why don't you like try start a business or try do something and stuff that you enjoy, but I don't really enjoy or have a passion. You, I'm you like, need to try it. Have you tried anything? They're like, mm, but I don't think I like that. It's, it's, I think it's, it annoys me so much because they're so there, they're lost and they want something, but, but you they- haven't tried everything. You haven't done all these little hobbies or found a way, like pick the most random thing. Go like, I don't know. Horse bloody, riding. Yeah, something like that. Just find something. Go where, to space. <laughs> literally. Just join NASA. Butterfly catching. You know, they do in SpongeBob when you go yeah. to jellyfish catching. Just things like that. I don't exactly. think that's you mean is that going and catching fish? Oh yeah. No, I think if you let them free, <laughs> yeah, go maybe. fishing. Just like these little things, you have to try different hobbies in life. Otherwise you're gonna be stuck in a loop and you're gonna be bored and every day is gonna feel the same. Yeah, and just like enjoy life. One thing I have realized is take those times, no matter what it is, to really just relax and not care about anything because those are the times that are going to help you more in the times that you are doing work and you are focusing on your career and life do you get it they're they're just as important as the hard work you're putting into achieving what you want to achieve yeah you said that to me recently actually because i went i feel like i did i went on a good like three month stretch of like working the hardest like every single day like doing so much and like my mind being active every single day and then I've been on a bit of a burn like I've burned out and I've like not been doing as much and and then I go even more into a pit of like stress because I'm like oh I'm not being productive as I was and and then I'm just not 
I'm just stressing and not getting anything done. Yeah, yeah. And you said that sometimes it's good in that day where you're, you're not getting anything done because you're stressing anyway. Just say, okay, today is a do-nothing yeah, day. That's not, that's one and thing I've learned. Relax. I've really learned that is the days, and especially if you have ADHD, because that's something that we struggle with a lot, you're there and you're like, I have so much to do, but I physically can't do it. And then just accept it. Just be like, okay, I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> yeah, but you've been doing that for a bit too long now. It's meant to be like a day or two and this has been yeah, on that yeah. for three months. I would say do it for like once a week, I'm not going to lie, but it really does help you guys and I know we've got a lot of younger audiences and I remember when I was younger, I would be like, oh yeah, whatever, like, well, we wouldn't take this advice seriously, mm. but I would say learn from our mistakes, guys, because then you can get to our point and not be stressing. Funny thing, mm -hmm. right? You know how you said, you just said you're 27? Mm -hmm. Okay, so the other day I was on the phone to someone and I was with Jawadia and then they were speaking to Jawadia because they've never spoke to her. They were like, oh, how old are you? And she was like, oh, I'm 26. And then I swear to you for about 30 seconds to a minute, I looked at her, I was like, why are you lying? You're not 26. Like in my head, because I know me and her are the same age. I was like, why are you lying? I actually said it out loud. She was like, um, are you all right? I was like, you're not 26. And she was like, I don't know about you, but I'm 26. And I was like, like I swear for 30 seconds to a minute, I was like, why is she? And then it hit me that we're 26. Because in my head, I feel like 23, 24. Yeah. And even when the person on the phone said, yeah, I'm 27, I was thinking, damn, he's old. Like, and then, Whoa, relax. <laughs> yeah, no, I was thinking, damn, he's old. And then I realized he's like a year older than me. Yeah. By the way, just to let you know, guys, because it sounds booky because I said he, it was just a friend that I hadn't spoken to in five years, one line, then. Yeah, okay, cool. Even though I don't need to explain myself to anyone. <laughs> anyway, do you not think it's mad? Like, 27? I know, this friend. But uh, do you know, I've, well, I'm about to say I've accepted it, but I'm just here because. Getting older is an achievement. Yeah, I'm not actually bad because I'm married now. Allahumma Allah, 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 I could turn 50, who cares? Yeah, Allahumma <laughs> Allah, 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 Thanks for all, the, for all the 26, 27 year olds that aren't married. Now we're stressing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, on your ones. Good luck. Ayo! Nah, inshallah, you'll find that. He's joking, amazing. by the way. Obviously, they know I'm joking. Not everyone. Some I've realised that some people on the internet, Ayob, are crazy. Because you say something and they believe everything okay. you say. Well, guys, like if you are that type of person. <laughs> <laughs> There's me thinking that you were going to be like, no, it was a joke. Like, I was just joking. Oh, uh, no, I'm done. I'm not actually, I'm done. Apolog I, like, I, I, there's nothing I need to apologise for anyway. But I'm just done with the whole, like, really tiptoeing like just say what we want to say i'm not gonna lie one thing i have learned and that's why i'm grateful for the past year of my life is i've learned people who want to complain or don't like you are gonna find bad in everything you do even if it's good yeah. i learned See, a recently a situation happened where i literally just done good and they found it. so now i'm like oh fuck everyone then i'm mm. gonna do what i want like yeah. i genuinely don't care but like, i know myself i'm not someone who's rude anyway or says like bad stuff to people anyway so i'm not gonna tiptoe around thinking a little bit of opinion that could accidentally oh fuck off man who cares yeah stuff a lot why did you yeah, just swear sorry, yeah. I, that's I, my alarm telling me <laughs> telling you to shut up yeah. I never hear I never hear you swear it's very weird that I yeah I'm not actually it's a bit weird because we grew up like in our house you're such a rebel <laughs> look at me up <laughs> He goes, you're such a rebel, you <laughs> swear. Know, it's a goody two-shoes. <laughs> the golden child. Nah, stop saying that. Anyway, um, what happened was, we weren't allowed to swear at home, obviously. So I, I don't know if you guys have got this, but for some reason, it's now trained in my brain when I started swearing. As soon as I walk into my mother's house and I'm around anyone older than me, I don't even have to try. It just doesn't come out. Yeah. I will not swear. But I run around my mates, I'm throwing it left, right, centre, like joking around. For some reason at home, it just automatically, I don't swear. And then Nishin just comes home, she came out of the womb. Fucking hell, it's bright out here. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back to bed. <laughs> no, yeah, no, but that's because like, I don't really do well with authority or rules. Mm. So if you tell me not to do something, I'm just going to do the complete opposite. Before I understood you and like the stuff that you go through, I, I would have heard that and thought, oh, Shut that's up. bullshit, man. Shut up. You're just, you're just finding, I don't know, you're just one of them idiots that doesn't want to do anything. Ayub's truth, like what he really thinks <laughs> no, about is coming No, I'm saying it's before I understood that you literally have like certain things that you deal with that cause you to feel like that. And yeah, you've been through certain traumas that cause you to have those feelings. But before, I used to just think, who, it's like them people that go, you know, they're in relationships. And I'm, like, I'm just flirtatious. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> you're not. You're just a little scumbag who wants to cheat on everyone. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like that vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to lie. But I, I've learned that a lot of stuff comes from childhood. So I'd love to deep dive. Yeah, even that comes from probably childhood trauma. What? Flirting in, when you're in a relationship? Oh, yeah, seeking a male validation. Oh, yeah, yeah. But why are you talking about men? Why, why are you saying women? What if it's the men that are just flirtatious? Maybe they're gay. Or seeking female validation. Yeah, same. 
you got yourself out of that one, yeah. kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but um, oh, I was going to say something. You made me forget. So tell us a bit of life update in the last... Nothing, man. I'm not going to you. It's been like four months since I got married and it feels like two weeks. Allahum barik. Allahum barik. It's just gone so quick. Like, it's weird. How but is Matt? Would you recommend it out of 10? He has to say 10, obviously. Bro, oh, it's better than 10. Oh. It's just so sick. Ayub, I said this, right? And you were very shocked because after I got divorced, you were like, wow. This, do you remember when you looked at me? One of our friends was getting married and he looked at me because I gave her some advice and he was like, for someone that's been divorced, like, you really are positive yeah, you're about marriage. Yeah, you saying how good it was. And I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> I thought, what I saw? No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, but I was just shocked that you were so positive after, like, how, what things happened and stuff like that. Which is good to see. And it gave me a lot of hope as well, actually, you saying that stuff. Yeah, because I can see and understand that where things went wrong. But I can also still see the good, good parts. It, yeah, yeah. And not going to lie, marriage is the sort of thing where you wake up happy. Like, yeah. do you, have you got this where you wake up and you realise, like, your partner is next to you and you're like, yeah. oh. I'm yeah, there's, there's... I don't know how to explain it. So there's been times... For me, I noticed a really big shift in like, I never used to be able to sleep. You know, when I lived at home. Yeah. And I think I had a lot of anxieties because I was always worried about everyone else in the house. Yeah. And like, we've been through a lot of trauma and a lot of stuff. And yeah. I was so used to like waking up when I was younger to like arguing, arguing or shouting in the house that it literally caused a trauma in me that some of you might deal with as well. But I would literally be in my room. There's everyone's asleep. And in my head, I can hear downstairs, and I jump up and I, and I well, like literally at least twice a week, I'd probably run to the top of my stairs and like go to listen and everyone would just be, I walk downstairs and my mom would just be chilling, everyone's chilling and in my head, I thought, I get anxiety and think everyone's going That's off so again. Sad. And sometimes even in the shower, I'll be in the shower and I feel like I can hear everyone arguing. I'm like, I try to finish up quick and then I get out and then no one's doing anything. Hey, that's like PTSD. <laughs> no, it is. Have you spoke to like, this, this is my that. first time kind of like speaking about it. Yeah, probably. I've never heard you say that. That's like... Yeah, it did affect me a lot. And I felt like um, I would always like sleep, but I could never fully sleep because I was always on edge thinking I'm going to wake up to like stress or something. Because a lot of the stuff that we'd go through for some reason would always happen at three in the morning. Because <laughs> our whole family's night hours. It was never like an argument in the middle of the day. No, it was always had to be like four in the morning to wake up like, oh shit, something's happening. Yeah, that's true. And I think like growing up, because we did um, like go through trigger warning, like witnessed domestic violence quite badly and severely in the early parts of our um, childhood. And even like we lived in hostels and women's mm. refuges and we went through a bit of a madness, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I think maybe you might get flashbacks of that and that's what it was. Yeah, so I was always like, so my sleep was always a thing. I used to always tell people, I'm not the type of person that can sleep. Like I can't fall asleep and do this. Like I, I struggle. I got married and I, my wife, because obviously, she only knows me for living with her. So she's, she's always like, oh, Abe just falls asleep so quick. And I'm always just struggling oh, to fall asleep. And I'm like, medic. you don't even know that. Like, I was never like that. Yeah. Now I'm, I go to bed and I just knock out. Yeah, because now he's like, I don't give a shit. I'm not there anymore. <laughs> Whatever's happening. No, I still, I'm still there. I'm still there. I'm joking. But I'm saying in the sense of I'm in a space now where there, that stuff is not happening. So I'm in, I can fully rest. My mind just shuts off and I, I yeah, sleep. Yeah, if that yeah. makes sense. Oh, well... I'm glad to hear that you're... That feels weird to open up about, but... No, that was nice. Nice? It's nice to know you're suffering as well. <laughs> no, I'm joking. It was nice that you, like, opened up about that because that's, like, really sad. Yeah. That's That sounds like PTSD. I don't want to diagnose you in it, yeah. but that sounds like a bit of PTSD. Me and you are very different. So we're siblings. We're very close in age. We went through um, the same things, basically. But both had, like... But we dealt mm. with it differently. So with me, I completely block out all of my memories and push them to the back of my head until like it affects me in other aspects. Whereas you remember everything, mm. it comes to you and like, do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's so interesting to see how we're so close, like we were basically twins, yeah. but we deal with things so differently. That is quite scary. And like, it's weird to like bring stuff up to you and you just be like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, like I'm like, I don't remember. Um, and I think that's what kind of also caused me and mum to be quite close is because it's almost like I was there and you were still kind of young, even though you're only a year younger. I don't have to explain it. And we both have the same memories. We can sit and talk about these things because what she went through, I was there witnessing it and I can remember it. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a bit, I don't know, man. I feel like it's good to open up and talk about these things because a lot of people, and because we do have a younger audience, we might even have people now that are watching us that are like, that's happening in my home. Yeah. And um, I think the only thing I could say to you guys is just, just understand that not everything you see is like 
real. Do you get it? You might see a family and be like, oh, but they're so happy and they don't have issues. I'll be real with you. I don't really know any family that doesn't have certain issues. Obviously, people's issues are all different levels of extreme. I mean, not extreme, like some are extreme and some aren't. But like, if you are younger and you're thinking, why me? It's very, very normal. That's how I, used to, that's how I grew up, you know. I used to always, that's why I hardly ever invited friends around. I used to always think we were the only ones that like had issues. I was scared to like bring a friend around and then like something would happen. Obviously, there is some people that don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but where are they? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, it's kind of crazy to me. I was kind of growing up like that and feeling a bit, um, yeah, just embarrassed for friends to come in and friends to see things. And then it wasn't until like I grew up and realized everyone's got issues. Like, I used to go and I'd see my friends having issues. And, and I know it sounds really bad. It sounds so bad because <laughs> I care for them. I want them to be good. But it used to make me happy knowing that I wasn't the only one. So I used to be like, oh, I'm not the only one that's got these type hey, of issues. He praying on his downfall with <laughs> his friends. Them, oh, your parents got divorced. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm joking. Stop a lot. Oh, your dad hits your mom. <laughs> oh, I'm not the only one. <laughs> That's so deep. No, but I know what you mean. Because yeah. it, that is, it's it comforting. It humanises everyone and makes everyone, like, I feel like I fit in now. Yeah, it's comforting to know that you ain't the only messed up one. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and that's why I speak about the things I do and I'm so open. Like, a lot of people say to me, like, why did you say, why did you speak about that? Why? I'm like, because if one person can sit and think, oh, yes, at least I'm not the only one. And I've made them feel that feeling. Then I'm done. Yeah. And I will suffer the consequences of embarrassing myself online <laughs> for that one person. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so guys. Um, I actually wanted to speak to you about something though. Go for it. Because um, I have noticed you and building like a relationship with God recently, which um, has been really like inspirational to watch as well. Like Really? I don't think I've changed. I don't know. I think I'm seeing more of it. Maybe it's because you're wearing a headscarf now. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, yeah, she is a Muslim. <laughs> Before I was always questioning. Um, no, nah, I'm joking. Wow. No, I don't think. No, no, you've always spoke about it. But for example, like what? No, because you always pretend, like <laughs> said you're gonna do these things, but behind the scenes you ain't done it. No, I'm talking about for example. Uh, Just say it, say it, say it. I've never seen you pray in a, in a studio. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so these little steps, I'm like, oh, I've never seen her like pray. I've seen you obviously pray. You, I know you pray. You know that I've prayed every single no, day for like the past. Two weeks, and I'm joking. Past like <laughs> I know you three pray. years. No, I know you four pray. Years, but I'm is. saying even just seeing stuff like that because I don't see it that much. I don't live with you. Do you know what I mean? Do you know? What, do you want to know what it is? Before I was struggling in the sense where, and I've always, I'm not gonna lie, not to expose sins. It's more to like explain to you guys that it's okay. I've always struggled with praying on time. So what would happen is because I was so overwhelmed when I'm out, I don't really think about prayer. But when I go home, that's when I deal with it and worry about it. But now like I've learned to kind of, um, I've understood that Allah's like doesn't hate me for it because he's given me a struggle, which is ADHD and things like that. So why would he hate me when I'm like physically struggling as long as I try my best? Yeah. And I realized that fitting in, like making sure I don't go to the toilet because when you wear makeup, you're, you can't do wudu. So like making sure I keep my wudu and just pray and ask and then go to the toilet after like these small little steps is what I'm trying to do. Okay, so and I've noticed those little things. Oh, cute. Okay, which I think is nice. Um, I remember having talking to someone, and I, I always bring this up. I'm someone that whenever I'm chilling around like friends or like I'm introduced to new people, I always ask them. I will always ask them what their beliefs are and if they believe in God and stuff like that. <clears throat> and um, I um, I come across a lot of people sometimes that don't believe in God, and they're like, oh. And I talk to them about the universe and how things are created, and like, oh, well. God, who created it? was the Big Bang, was it this evolution, all this different stuff, and um, someone, one of the things that I got quite a lot was always, ah, oh, but if God created us, then who created God? Yeah, and I came across this um, great analogy and example of how it works. So, if anyone's ever got like wondering, oh, how does that work? If God created us, then who created him? Firstly, God isn't bound by like the physics and the rules of this world. So, rules of this world, say the world's here. He's outside of that. Yeah, which so, our brains can't. Yeah, comprehend. our brains can't comprehend. It. So time having to become be like born from someone and someone Made creating from you, something, which yeah. is a rule that exists in our universe. Everything's created this because someone else created it. Yeah. But he's not in them rules. He created the rules. Yeah. Secondly, if we're looking at our rules and we want to judge it like that, there's this thing called infinite regression. 
because then you would always just go back to who, but then who created that person, who created that person. But the way that works is if you look at this analogy in this example, say there's a sniper on top of a building, yeah? Mm. And he's about to shoot at his target. But before he takes a shot, he has to ask the person, his commander, can I take the shot? But then his commander has to ask his commander, can I take the shot? Mm. And then that has to keep going on. They keep asking the next person, can I take the shot? But that's an infinite regression. It will just go on infinitely, yeah, meaning yeah, yeah. he'll never take the shot. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if Allah had to be like, created, he would have never made us. Yeah, yeah. And because then because the person would have had to create him, him. And then it would just keep going Stuff back. Stuff Allah, yeah. So it would never, so that person will never take the shot because it has to keep going back yeah. to, oh, can I take the shot? And it's an infinite regression. Basically. Yeah, and that's a really that's a really good analogy that you just put it there. I'm not gonna lie. I was yeah. gonna say actually, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a Muslim, obviously. I was born into it, alhamdulillah, like I was taught about it. I did teach myself a lot of it and the things that I do now and the love that I have for it, I feel like I had to teach myself, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean I was taught it growing up, but you I mean know, you like, have to go through that I had to fall in love with it myself. Um but I feel like if I wasn't a Muslim and someone spoke to me about religion, I genuinely would be like, because when I, when I see like astrology and things like that, mm -hmm. and obviously believe what you want to believe. Like personally, I don't agree with it. It's against my religion and we don't agree with it. But when I see people talking about like astrology and like- Or oh, star people, signs. Star signs, yeah. Like just things like that. I'm kind of just like, huh? And I'm just like, I don't care about it. But I just think whatever. And I feel like that's how people think about like religion, mm. which makes sense because unless you like have it in your heart or obviously God chooses to put it in your heart, <clears throat> you might look at religion and be like... Nah, but just a beautiful, that's the beautiful thing about Islam, yeah? Because it's all about logic as well. We're not um, uh, a religion that's based off feelings and emotion. Oh my God, I feel amazing when I think of it. Although it can be, and that's how a lot of people work. They feel connected to the religion and all that stuff. It's all about logic and using your brain. It challenges us to actually like, look at the evidence, what is there? Yeah. And my belief solely is dependent and is 100% down to the fact that I believe that the Quran itself couldn't have come from anyone other than God. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I tell people when they ask me, what do you believe in? I've looked at the evidence, I've researched the sources, I've looked at the story of the Prophet, peace be upon him, how it came about, what's actually in the Quran, how it's been made, how no one else can compare to it, and it hasn't been even, um, what's it called? It hasn't been changed since it's, it was created, and we have this long line of history of proving all these different things, and all the miracles within it that's predicted, and all these different stuff. To me, I'm so convinced that that comes from God, yeah, yeah, that yeah. that's my main reason I believe in the in Yeah, there's uh, a Islam. lot of evidence. And, and, and I believe in it so much that it comes from God that if it's told me every Tuesday I have to headbutt the wall, I would do it because in my head, I'm I'm 100% this is from God. Luckily for me, it just says everything that's beautiful for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I've realized as well, and this is one thing that kind of made me get closer, was every single thing that I questioned had an answer for mm -hmm. it. Like everything that you look into, whether that be in why men are allowed for wives, whether that be being like why you women can't pl pluck their eyebrow, every single thing that we're not allowed to do that is haram or halal has a reasoning that makes sense. Like yeah. it does make sense. And uh, that's something I really like push people to do. If Even if you're just Muslim and you're born into Muslim, you believe it, but you've never really dived into it yourself. If you just research the Quran itself, because that is our miracle. That's what left was left for us. Every prophet, peace be upon all of them, was given a miracle that they could do in front of, the, of their their what's called ummah, their their people, their time. Yeah, the one that was given to the Prophet sallallahu was the Quran because it's everlasting. It's here forever. Yeah, Everyone's yeah, going to yeah. see it. This is you look at this. This is the miracle. This is the proof. Yeah. So for us, it was once you have a hundred percent belief that this couldn't have come from anyone other than God. Yeah. It doesn't even matter what it says in it. I'm sorry. It doesn't. Obviously, for us, it's amazing. It's beautiful, but. It doesn't even matter because I'm 100% certain it's come from God and it yeah. couldn't come from anyone else. Another thing I was going to say is I, um, if you do struggle with like, because we, we discussed us two about how when you read, two, there's two types of people when reading. Mm -hmm. Like there's the people who see it in their brain and they can like visualize it and then there's a person who just sees words. Yeah, yeah. So reading the Quran, obviously... Um, I can't read Arabic, so I'll read like the, the English version. yeah the translation. English translation, and like it can be a bit confusing. Like it can be confusing, but I'd say like don't be overwhelmed by it. Even if you do, even if you focus on in two weeks, I'm gonna just focus on these two pages and what they mean and what this means. Speaking of which, sorry, this is kind of <laughs> irrelevant, right? But I don't know if you know this. Oh, I hope they don't watch this. But even if they do, I don't care. You know, like a year ago, mm -hmm. not a year ago, I was married a year ago. Like recently, you sure? <laughs> recently, I had 
one of our aunties in Morocco call me mm-hmm. and like, oh, like, can I speak to you? And I was like, yeah. She was like, my son, like, he's really, he finds you beautiful. Like, he wants to get married. I'd never t- said this story, yeah. And I'm like, no. I'm, and I, the thing is, though, I don't want to be like, are you dumb? Like, so I'm like, no, sorry. Are you saying that? How do you say it in, Mor- in Derija? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want to go off on her and be like, are you yeah, like, yeah, you get hell? it? I said to her, no, sorry. You know, I didn't want to. So I had to reject my cousin, basically. <laughs> I was like, no, sorry. Like, I'm not really looking to get married. Da, da, da. And then also, then he had my number and was messaging me. He was like, come she, on, man, give me a chance. <laughs> yeah, she must have given him my number. He was like sending me messages and stuff like. <laughs> oh, that's jokes. But, I don't know who. But in what world, after. I'll show you the photos. But yeah. in what world... And the thing is, that, no, they're like a distant, they're like distant cousins. They're oh, not like we don't even know them. Oh, yeah, what the hell? Okay, I thought, like, in my head, I was like, I'd call about it, but in my head, I'm like, oh my God, it's like a first cousin. No, 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 it's not a first cousin. It's like a second cousin or like an auntie's son. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But in my head, like, what? Do you know what I mean? Mm. But I had to, like, decline very nicely. I was like, no, like, oh, I'm so, like, I would, I would. <laughs> but, you know, but, you know I'm just tied think, up at the moment. <laughs> no, I think I must have said something like, oh, they've made it really difficult to bring your husband's here, so I blamed it on that. <laughs> Like, I want to, but it's just, I can't live on my own for that long. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's what I've done, but I've never told anyone that. Oh, that's funny. But yeah. Um, I remember when we were like, they had this thing of like, whenever we were kids in Morocco, they used to be like, oh, that's your future wife. It used to be like, my cousin, <laughs> that we're just used to like being kids around. And I'm like, no. Okay, speaking of which, yeah. Okay. Why did I just say it like that? That was so free. You're like, no. no. Okay, speaking of which, and I don't know if I should be exposing this, right? Oh my God, you're exposing everyone today. I lips my cousin. I'm joking. Stuff. <laughs> oh my god. Right. I'm joking. Sorry, guys. The inappropriate jokes just came out. How long have we been filming? Thirty-five minutes. Okay, so we'll have our thing and start on the next thing yeah. in a second. But um, what I was gonna say. Oh fuck! What was I gonna say? It was so interesting. We're talking about cousins. Oh Come my. On. Hey, Bring it, it back. was so interesting. We're talking about cousins. We made a joke about. I was like, no. But what did you say right before I said that? It was free. No, before that. Oh, when we were younger and we had our cousins and they were just telling us that we can get married to them and stuff like that. I le- it left my brain. And they used brain. to be like, oh yeah, that's the one you're going to marry. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, it left my brain and it was so interesting. Oh, that's annoying me. <laughs> Sorry. If you're annoyed in the comments, <laughs> tell us. Hey, it was so interesting. And you know what's tapped? It looks like I fancied my cousin. Yeah. Like, you, realized, you saw my reaction when I said you lipstick, him. And I was like, what the hell? And you're like, oh, no, maybe I can't say that. Wait, I regret saying it. No, no, no. It was so interesting. Oh, yeah, we ain't got Oh, okay. my brain. Sorry, guys. If it, I bet it will come to me like in like 20 minutes. We're going to be talking about something else. And you'll be like, that's it. <laughs> that always happens, though. It's so annoying. We want to get into the next part of the episode, which is actually our first true crime ooh, segment. Ooh, ooh. I'll be honest, I have no idea how, how we format this. We're gonna, I think we will like slowly, as we start to do it, cause I'd say like we do it at least once a month. Yeah. Um, cause I'm like heavily into true crime and I'm sure like a lot of you guys are as well. And um, I feel like as we go along, we'll figure out the structure and how we're gonna do it. But yeah. As they just go over the flow, we've we've got a story that we want to cover, which is the Chris Watts case. If you're not familiar with it, we're just going to kind of go through everything. You've kind of got what you've got, and I've kind of got what I've got. Yeah, I feel like we're amateurs, like. Yeah, we both bought our iPads today. Oh, look. It's cool. Oh, my Black God. Black and white. Oh, we've got, like, the like same that. exact case. Cute. No, Why are you copying me? Mine's the nice one from Apple. Yours has, oh. like, got a case around it. Mine's magnetic. Okay. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> Right here, because I've got a news article. It says, from a happy pregnancy announcement to a shallow grave, the full timeline of the Chris Watts murder case. So in November 19... Oh, November... on uh, Sorry. In November 19th, 2018... I didn't even realise it was 2018 before I started it. Mm -hmm. um, Chris... Chris... Can you read? Chris Chris (laughs) Watts received three consecutive life sentences for the deaths of his pregnant wife, Shannon Watts, and their daughters, Bella, four, and Salise, three. Mm -hmm. So he, what he had done essentially is murdered his um, wife and his two children who were basically toddlers. Mm -hmm. And we're going to kind of just run through it and, you know, show some of the photos. It's a very devastating and sad story. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'll be honest. I like kind of heard of the story. But like bits and bobs. And then I watched like the full documentary thing about it. And I was just shocked. Like put fear in me. Because then I realized like how the most normal person in the world can just do something ridiculous. And like 
also his neighbors or his co-workers or his friends and family like you would never think or suspect anything so mm. who around us is capable of doing those sorts of things yeah do you know what i mean yeah I feel like you have some notes here. <clears throat> I have some things that I've said. I can, should I do an overview of what basically happened? Yeah. So I'll run you down on how things, we'll do a quick overview on how things happened. Yeah, and then we'll, and go, then we'll go into the details, yeah. So basically, um, one day a neighbor noticed that her, f- her friend hadn't been in contact with her for a while. So this is Chris Watts' wife. Um, and I think it wasn't even that long, it, probably in a day's period or something like that. That's what's crazy about the story is that people were on it straight away. It wasn't yeah, like yeah. a week of her missing. She had, she's someone who's, who was quite active on like posting about her day and what she's doing. On Facebook. Always on her phone. She worked at home. Um, so her friend noticed immediately that something was off. She's not answering. And she dealt with some type of um, low blood sugar. So initially her neighbors were worried because the car, her car was still at home. And um, when they looked through the door, they could see the shoes were still there and stuff. So they thought maybe she's passed out and the kids were upstairs with yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they've done a welfare check. Yeah, they've done a welfare check. They called the police. And then the police turned up to the uh, space. They, when they called the husband, he said no. She said she's gone to see some friends. And um, yeah, eventually the husband gets home. The police are there checking the place and everything. Um, and yeah, they end up going through, okay, she's missing. They don't understand why, what's happened. It's it become more of a serious case because like, there's no evidence of her pe- packing her stuff and leaving yeah, yeah, yeah. like that the house looks perfectly how it normally would her phone's on the table with her bag and all that stuff yeah. there's no like even if you go to the store you would take stuff with you yeah yeah, yeah. Do you know like what i mean your so, bag, your purse. yeah so it's instantly become something that's quite serious like now okay either someone's been kidnapped or like what's happened you so why did he not report them missing himself so what was crazy One to second. me nisrin yeah was normally like when someone commits a crime like this they tried to cover it up not just that you would think when someone commits a crime and they've killed someone that's close to them that lives with them they would get at least like you commit the crime you imagine that you'd get like a week to like before people become suspicious or anything like that like oh okay you prepare yourself what am i gonna say what am i gonna do this man killed his wife and, and his kids literally the day like just killed them now he's taking them to bury them the moment he gets back home he hasn't even had the chance to think of what he's going to do police are at his door asking where everyone is oh was it when he got it was back instantly. to the police yeah there. it was instantly like when he got back in the sense of i think after he did that he went to work and then came back yeah it was instant he didn't get a chance of like um a week to hide or cover anything up yeah yeah the moment imagine you just commit a crime and you walk out the door and the police are there saying what have you just done that makes sense as to why her phone and stuff and he had yeah he didn't get to cover up he didn't didn't get to think of a story what what was she doing how was she going yeah and this is what's crazy about this story is that the police all have like cctv footage and camera which uh, to me is so crazy because you literally see him in the moments of like i've didn't even get a chance to breathe. I've just got home and now I have to like lie on the yeah, spot yeah. and figure out what to say. What's interesting to me, and it's like a lot of true crime um, um, cases, they have this, the prime suspects, I don't know why, I think they think if they go and do a live interview, mm. they will be less suspicious. Yeah. Um, uh, that's what messed him up. That's actually what messed yeah. him up. And I will say why, because yeah. I will react to it. I've got the footage. But um, yeah, carry on. Sorry. Yeah, so um, anyway, he gets home police are searching the place and it's scary because you watch the the police cam footage and you can just see that he's he doesn't seem like someone that's that concerned do you know what i mean you just don't really care yeah yeah it seemed like he was so like i'm not really bothered yeah but i'm like oh well they said they were just gonna go like he's trying to play it down a bit do you know what i mean yeah yeah and like i felt like he just didn't have the acting capabilities to do it if that makes sense yeah but not just that he just he was so unbothered like Mm. he had just murdered his family and he was so unbothered. And I don't think I've really seen someone have that much, such little remorse mm-hmm. um, after doing something. Like It seemed like he didn't even have anxiety when he was doing his interview. He was just mm. kind of like, yeah, like we'll, we will watch it, but it's actually insane. Um, I think that's what's scary about it is that they, like from the outside looking in, and even in, to be honest, it was one of them homes that was like, they had a really nice home, like big, nice house good jobs they both had two beautiful children the woman was actually pregnant as well yeah. with a, a son and like 
They were living she an, would a, post a happy on, life. Yeah, she would post on Facebook, like, their pregnancy pregnancy announcement. She posted, like, his reaction. She'd post, like, photos of the happy family together. Mm. She'd always write captions and um, statuses about how much she loves her family. And she'd mm. update. She was like a Facebook mum. I think that's what scared me is that I was, they were showing clips of, like, when she, he found out that she's pregnant with a, a boy. And like he was like crying, like another one we've done it. Like and I'm like, how can you be so happily in love and, and cry for these emotions and be like this and then all of a sudden kill your wife, which yeah. is so scary. Um but yeah, so then during this process obviously obviously they start looking for his wife and they're wondering what's going on. Um it, this all happens so quickly, by the way, guys, within like the first I feel 30 like we hours. should not explain like too much now because I feel like we've given a rundown of yeah. that. Oh no, have we said that he yeah, 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 sorry, no, said, explain it's, the next it's not a mystery in this room. We don't get to the end and be like, we'll get No, but I mean, like, I don't want to explain too much now because we're about to go into the details. Yeah, yeah. So, no, the next step is this uh, the next door neighbor has a camera, CCTV. Yeah. yeah that's pointing, say, um, Chris's house is here, they're the next door neighbor, and the CCTV is pointing at an angle where it can catch the neighbor's um, drive and their drive yeah. next door. And, um, it's crazy because they go to watch the footage. He invites him over. He knows them. They're like close neighbors. They're quite yeah. friendly. And he invites a police officer over and, and Chris over. And they're like, okay, let's watch this footage. And what's crazy in the footage, you see um, you see Chris come out of his house. And luckily, the cars are like blocking everything. So all you see is him walking past his car. But he's in and out at five in the morning. Yeah. Obviously going back and forth, putting stuff in the car, putting like yeah, yeah, the yeah. bodies and all that kind of stuff. But for him, he's saying it's work stuff. Like I'm grabbing tools, putting stuff yeah, in, yeah, blah, blah, yeah. But what's crazy is that the police officer's got a cam and we're, we can watch, watch that his, moment. Yeah, the moment that he realises that he's showing the footage yeah. to the officers. Yeah, and when he's showing, and when the neighbour's showing the footage to the officers, so they're in the neighbour's house watching it on the TV and you can see on the cam, Chris is like this. He's not even looking, like you would think if my wife has gone missing and you're innocent, you'd be watching that CCTV footage like, oh my God, we need to find out what's there. He was looking up and down. He didn't want to look at the TV. It was so obvious. He didn't want to look at the TV and every time something would happen, he'd explain himself like he's already trying to like defend himself. Yeah. Oh no, here I was just grabbing this. Oh no, I was grabbing this because you know I've got this. And, yeah. and what's crazy is um, he then leaves after being so suspicious and when he leaves it's just the officer and the neighbour left together and the neighbour straight away goes he's acting weird like, oh. it's, for him he's concerned straight away and it's this footage of him going to the police officer he's acting off that's really, that's really weird I yeah. didn't watch that that part of the he got suspicious straight away as soon as he saw how he was acting he was like nah he's, something's weird. off real quick That's Something's why, off. because I saw um, um, some footage and it was like the moment Chris Watts realised that he's been caught. Yeah. But I was watching it and it was kind of like I didn't understand it, so I didn't continue watching it. But yeah. we should watch it as well together. Yeah. Just a side note, some people may find the details in this story disturbing. So this is a trigger warning. If you guys, it's a bit too far, we've already far in. But if this is like something that might trigger you or you don't want to hear, then... Um, just put it on mute and continue watching us because um, we need the views. Um, so, on August, on all, what is wrong with me? On August 13th, 2018, missing person posters were showing the faces of pregnant Shannon Watts and her two daughters, four-year-old Bella and three-year-old Celise, after they suddenly disappeared from their home in Colorado. At first, Watts' husband, Chris Watts, agreed to TV interviews where he appeared torn up over their disappearance and begged for their safe returns. Two days later, he was arrested in connection with their deaths. I want her back so bad. I want those kids back so bad. Bella was going to start kindergarten next, next Monday. That's one of the big tells that got him caught out. Yeah. Is even in a lot of interviews that he had with the uh, detectives in the room, they showed him a picture of like his family and he was like, oh... She was this, she was that. Talking about them in the past tense. Yeah. Like you've already accepted, like they're just missing. But the but you've thing already, is that like, everyone dead. knows that that's the main thing you do not do because you don't, I'm like, guys, you I'm know. Like, no, but I mean like everyone knows that that's the thing that gets everyone caught yeah. when they're doing interviews is speaking about them in the past tense was, was mm -hmm. going to do this. You'd be like, she's going. She, so he clearly knows something that we if don't If she know. was just missing, because you'd have hope, right? You'd mm -hmm. be like, she's going to start in next week, so she needs to hurry up and yeah. come home. Yeah. Where he's like, oh, she was, was going to and stuff like uh. that. 
What a silly, silly man. No, it's not silly. I no, for doing what he done. Yeah, yeah. I thought you meant like he should have done a better job. Oh my gosh, no. So, um, yeah. On social media, the couple seemed like they had a perfect marriage. Stuff for Sorry, I was about to burp. But Chris, ha by the way, I realised that I pronounced her name wrong. It's not Shannon, it's Shanann. Um, but Chris had been secretly seeing a co-worker telling her that his wife were he and his wife were in the process of separating. Mm -hmm. So we have like a bit of a motive now, if you guys don't already know, like he was seeing someone, basically his coworker. Um, over the summer, Shanann noticed that Chris was growing increasingly distant and desperately tried to save their relationship. Um, when she returned from a business trip on the morning of August 13th, 2018, she and Chris got into a fight, which ended with Shanann, who was 18 weeks pregnant, being strangled and their two daughters smothered to death. It's so sad to see the videos and stuff of them. Like even here, there's a video of one of his daughters singing how, about how much she loves her dad. My daddy is a hero. He helped me grow up strong. He helped me um, snuggle too. He reads me books. She's, that is so sad. It's sad because when you know how he did murder them and where he buried them it's so sad mm. um i think it's it's hard to even like it feels like a movie it doesn't feel like something that's real yes yeah, you know so, I mean? yeah yeah it does feel like it's just a movie like it's not a real thing but it really happened mm. and i feel like when you realize that that's an actual thing like this beautiful little girl Allah Berik, is literally singing calling her dad her hero mm. and i think as well he he did say her last words um which we'll get on to later and what she said to him right before he had murdered her um but yeah, that's that's very sad. There's also text messages, and these are text messages from Shanann, no, from Shanann to her friend. And she's just basically talking about how she's got problems with her husband, which is sad because she, I bet when she was sending these messages, she didn't think in her head it would later be used in an investigation. It's normal stuff that you do, like, oh, my husband's this mm. and that. And she's basically saying that he, he has changed. I don't know who he is. He hasn't touched me all week, kissed me, talked for me, or talked to me. And then she's like, what's happened to my marriage, basically? That's sad. I know, it is sad. And she also speaks to her friend about how um, he went to her ultrasound of her because she was pregnant. And then he decided to cancel the baby gender reveal party. And he was just being very cold of her. Because what's mad about this stuff is that you can pick this stuff up straight away because you know when you're with someone and the love they give you, if they suddenly all of a sudden stop, that's such a big thing. It can be this, and sometimes it can be the smallest thing. If you're used to someone doing something every time, it could be a, a little tap on the shoulder when they come yeah, up to you. Yeah. Let's say you're like washing up and you're used to them just coming up to you and like putting their hand over you or giving you a hug. Yeah. That thing is small. But as soon as it stops, something's up. What's going on? Like, why yeah, are you not doing that anymore? We spoke about this earlier, but I feel like, especially for overthinkers, that's like really not good. That's why it's good to be with someone that can communicate. If you're an overthinker, you need to be with someone that's good with communication. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, basically that's what's happening um, on the days and weeks leading up to the event. Um, he's basically spending time with Nicole, his mistress. His wife's kind of confused, like she's pregnant and he's being distanced with her and stuff like that. Um, so Shanann goes away and for a business trip and she basically comes back and... Later that morning, when she did arrive, Chris and Shanann get into an argument when he wakes up for work, according to his testimony. He told investigators that his wife accused him of cheating and then he snapped and strangled her to death. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, though, I want to explain... You kind of explained um, from the outside point of view already what mm -hmm. he had done, so no one had really known, which is good that we'd done that because now I'm explaining like the actual story of what happened and what he's told people had happened so according to chris the noise of the fight wakes bella up and she enters the room and asks what's wrong with mummy so mm. he's basically said that she's accused him of cheating and then he strangled her to death and then his daughter had come in and basically been like what's happened to mum and he'd already killed her at this yeah, point yeah and the, so the daughter walked in and saw the mum basically laying there dead and What's happening? Like, what's going on? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. She's old enough to understand that something's wrong. Maybe not that she's dead because she wouldn't assume that. Yeah. But like... She heard the... Uh, yeah. The, the fight. And then walk in and your mum's just laying there. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So, Bella, his oldest daughter, walks in and she's obviously witnessed uh, what's going on after he's just strangled his wife to death, which I don't even know, like... 
I can't imagine what it'd be like in that moment because like, did he strangle her with the intention of killing her or did he strangle her and then she died and you're like, what am I doing right now? Yeah. Or And then all of a sudden you're committed to it now. And not just that, it's like you have a witness. Yeah, your daughter's yeah, not yeah. going to be quiet about this. Yeah, if, yeah. If, if suddenly your mom's dead, you're, you basically knew what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can the child could just say one thing and it's... Yeah. Over. So he then wraps up the mother in the, sh- in the bed sheet and he takes her to the trunk. Now, the whole time, the daughter's uh, awake and he's kept them alive. Because a lot of people assumed at first, especially the agents that were investigating everything, they assumed that he killed everyone in the house, yeah. put them all in the car, yeah. and drove them to the site and did what he had to do. But he later said the truth of like what he did. Yeah. And it was... I am listening, by the way. He killed the mother. Um, and then the, the two daughters were basically just watching him bring her, put her in the car. And they both sat in the car alive whilst their mother was like laid out. And he put like a bin bag over her head and her legs so they wouldn't, they wouldn't see her boot? face. Um, I think in the trunk, maybe. Like, you know, you know how they have the, the pickup trucks? I think it was a pickup truck. Yeah. Something like that. But the, the, the kids could see. What time? Like, roughly, was it daytime when it was you like done It was like 5 a.m. Oh, okay. So him getting ready to go to work. Yeah, if that yeah, makes yeah. Sense. So he, he worked in a oil, like, construction site. Yeah, like so, an oil site. so that's where he took them to bury them as well. So at 5 in the morning, he's put the mother in the car who's dead. And he's got the two children. And they're, like, awake the whole time, like, seeing all this stuff. And they're, bit, they're probably confused, a bit worried what's going on. So then he drives them out to where he was, a site where he works, which is like a massive desert, like field area. Um, I do have actual photos yeah. of that right here. So, um, yeah. yeah. And there's so like two massive tanks that are filled with oil and water. And there's just like field and rubble all around them, which you can see in the photo. And um, so what he does is he then takes the mother and the kids are still like in the car, alive, kind of watching this all go down. He takes the mother, buries her. And he didn't even like, you know how when you'd bury someone, it would be like, you'd put them in nicely. The detectives that got her, found her, they said that it was almost like she was just kind of Yeah, so in. this was where she was buried, here and here. Mm. So, yeah. Which is crazy, to be honest. And then, um, and then he goes back into the car and he grabs his youngest daughter and he like grabs her whole mouth and everything, like suffocates her. And then she, obviously she passes. And I think actually what he did was... He then went to the first tank, which is the oil tank, and threw her in it whilst the old daughter was witnessing all of this. Really? Yeah, so he didn't kill them both and then go do that. He killed the first one, went up to the tank. By the way, guys, we could be wrong on some details. Like, this yeah. is our first true crime thing. So, true. some details. But I'm going might through, like, this is like quite, it was quite an important quite part of this fresh, thing yeah. when I was, because I researched it recently as well. And the thing is, what's sad about these tanks is they're huge, they're filled with water and all, but the hole to put them in is like 10 inches. I have a photo right here. It's so like, yeah, it's tiny. That's the, this is a photo of how big the hole is. So mm. he would have had to squish their bodies through this hole. Yeah. And then here is the tanks. Because they weren't sure about. at first when they went to find them. They're like, is they really in this tank? And then they found hair and stuff like that like on the edges of the tank where it like scraped off, Aww. which is sad. Um, so yeah, he then threw the first child into the tank and then went back to um, do the same to his second child, which is the oldest. But she um, resisted a bit more and was fighting and she was the one that was saying, screaming, Daddy, no. It's kind of like, it feels doesn't feel right kind of talking about it. How do you do like a true crime? Because it, feel, it feels weird talking about it like it's normal. Yeah, I know. It's, it's so sad. But to be honest, this is like you're explaining the story, bringing it awareness and things like that. Mm. So it is something that is going on and it's real life stuff. And yeah. it's hard to believe, but it's just reality. And it's so sad. But all we can do is just like hope and, you know, pray for everyone that's struggling and yeah. their family. Um, so, yeah, then he obviously he does that. And, he, and so now the mother is buried outside a little bit further away from the tanks and the two daughters are in the tanks. Yeah, he puts them Yeah, in. and then he just kind of just threw the bed sheet, which, like, this is how you know it was all, like, I don't think this was something that was planned. It wasn't, like, maybe he was had anger in his mind before, but the way everything went down, it wasn't organised. It didn't, he didn't, I don't think he sat and, like, for weeks planned how he's going to do it. Yeah. It was, like, spur of the moment, killed them, and now how can I, like, get rid yeah, of everything? Yeah. Um, so then he drives home, and this is what's crazy, is obviously, after he's done that, you, normally people will commit a crime like that, and then they, they get to go back and then, like, try to figure out how they're going to get away with this. Imagine you go home and then straight away there's police with your neighbours wondering where everyone is and if everyone's okay. And then we go back into what I was saying at the start 
obviously he goes to his next door neighbor they have cctv they then bring him into the police station and he, he speaks to detectives and you see all the footage where he's sitting and he's talking um i think the problem is he he's not like great at acting like he cares like you'd think that he'd be like where am i like, i need to find them it was always like he apparently he didn't even really get involved with the investigation but that's why it's scary as well because if it wasn't planned and he done it spur of the moment then he should in those moments be feeling the most freaking out yeah exactly but he's not and it he's just looked like he was like oh crap like it's about me yeah exactly which is something that if you've planned something and thought about it, you've gone through those emotions that you're going to have, you've gone through what's going to happen and that's when you would be more chilled. Mm. But he's not, he's... And he didn't really, like, like they were just confused. They were like, well, he doesn't really care about the investigation whereas normally someone would be like, calling the police, have you heard anything? Yeah, what's going yeah. on? He just kind of let them do what they do and then he was, was like... Hoping he don't get caught. Yeah. And then um, eventually they bring him in and um, they haven't, they're doing interview talks with him and stuff like that and they do a polygram. Now, a polygram is a lie detecting test. Yeah. Obviously, they're, they're because I also always think, how is that even 100%? Like, how can you do that? But they're very well trusted. It can't be enough, obviously, because it can't be 100% enough yeah. to actually, like, uh, now arrest you on them yeah, charges. Yeah, yeah. But it's enough, for example, if you fail it, for them to now, you become look a suspect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So for, he did a polygram test where they asked him if he had anything to do with it, if he knows what's going on. And for you to, like, um, pass it, you'd have to get a score of, like, four and above. Yeah. And then to fail it, normally people, they can be at like an eight or like something, but he got like 18, meaning that he failed every single question they oh, asked really? him. Yes. And what's crazy is that she was saying to him beforehand in the footage, she was like, oh, she was trying to like, because she got a bit suspicious, but she has to act like you're not yeah. a suspect, we're all good. And she was like, yeah, because if you did anything, it would be crazy to be here doing this. Like she was, it was like, because obviously they have a way of like yeah, where yeah. it works, detectives. So to me, that's crazy. There must be some type of training because you have to sit and understand to say the right things to not push them away. Obviously, as well in America, if you, because they can't, they're not arresting you. They haven't got any proof of anything. He could get up and leave at any moment. Yeah. Or he could say, I want my lawyer. And then that's it. They can't even question yeah, nothing. Yeah, like, yeah. But they had to like work around them, be nice. Yeah, yeah. And like make him feel comfortable so that he wouldn't get to that state. But in his head, he's not going to sit and say, I want a lawyer, no comment, because then he looks suspicious. So what, a lot of mistakes that criminals do is they're like, no, I'll do this interview, that's fine. Because even in your head, you think, if I say no comment, I want a lawyer, you look guilty. Yeah, I'd rather say I want a lawyer, even if I Yeah, but he's like, it. why would I ever do yeah, that? Yeah. Like, um, He's trying his hardest to look like it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she was even there, like, if you fail, like, we're going to know the truth. Like, after this, and even before he did the test, she was like, we're going to know the truth now. And he was like, yep, yeah, like, he must have been like, stressing yeah and then um he ended up failing it and they come in and like okay and they could obviously they're like saying like what's going on like tell us the truth like blah, blah, blah. and they're trying to get it out of him in a nice way and then they say to him okay he goes i want to speak to my dad and they're like because his dad just flew in and yeah so they bring his dad in they're like okay um we're gonna let you speak to your dad i think you should tell him the truth or what's happening and what's going on like speak to your dad tell him so they get him comfortable and they like make him want to open up to his dad so they let the dad come in the room they leave obviously they've got hidden cameras in, yeah like, the room. i think uh, can we should we show that yeah yeah show it if you can um, You know what I don't get is a lot of people do this in interview rooms with their parents and stuff, but do they not know that it's being filmed? Does he know it's being filmed? I thought it was a hidden camera or something, but yeah, I, you but would assume there's a camera or something. All, you would never... Do yeah, you know what I mean? It gets confusing So me maybe well. he wants to confess. Yeah, yeah. He, or he realises... He later tells... When they walk back in, he tells them as well. Oh, so okay. I think he just accepted. Yeah, yeah. And he wanted to tell his dad first. Imagine like being the dad as well. That's what's scary. And obviously you want to believe him. Yeah. But then he just had confirmation that everyone was dead. Yeah. Oh, no. That He was the first person to have the confirmation. Yeah. Had, they hadn't found their bodies, had no, they? No, they haven't. They didn't find the bodies until he until told them Until he told they them, yeah. Okay. And, um, yeah, so then he then... They then come back in and he has to, they have to sit there they're with him for hours trying to convince him and they have to keep still being kind of nice to figure out where the bodies are because as soon as you then villainize i can't even say well, I, keep going, I keep going to that word and i can't even say it yeah, but as soon as you try 
you show some type of hostility to them, they then might back off and not want to say things. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So they had to like, which is traumatizing for them because they're in hopes. Like, that's what they're working. They're working on this case and they're in hopes that everyone's safe and they get to bring them back. Yeah. But they're now watching in the screen behind, found out that no, they're gone. They're all gone. Yeah. Oh, that's like sad. that working on that case must traumatize yeah. you. And now you have to figure out what the body is and not look at this person who has now become a monster in your eyes. Like, and you have to go in there and still yeah. be kind of nice. Yeah, be professional. And yeah. When in your and head, you're thinking... not go rage thinking, and be like, what the hell have you done? Yeah, you're disgusting. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to lie. That's, that, that must be a really hard job. I'm not going to lie. Mm. Um, yeah, a lot of the detectives saying that she got home after the case and everything just like broke down crying. Like, because oh. you got a witness and then they saw the bodies of the children and everything like... The p- jobs people have to do is are crazy, man. I can't lie. Um, but yeah, so he basically... A lot of the things was all about like the mindset like they have to analyze the smallest things words that he's saying these things that you might not even catch on really mm. if you don't really pay attention yeah but like him saying oh she used to and she loved this and she was gonna do this yeah that's such a big tell which is yeah. scary and that's basically how he got caught out he eventually admitted to everything and and um he got he pleaded guilty to everything but on the on the fact that he said i'll plead guilty but only to save me from the death penalty because oh. he didn't want the death penalty. Okay. But the guy said one of the... But you have proof of you saying you've done it. Yeah, yeah. But he's saying I'll plead guilty because what could happen is it could become a whole case. Yeah. As soon as you plead guilty, you said you've done it. Okay, now we don't have to go into this whole investigation. Yeah. But if he doesn't, then it could take... It could be years of a yeah, case where he's in and out of court whilst he's in prison and they're trying to like... Do you know what I mean? It takes a long time. Yeah. But he just said I'll plead but guilty. But it was years as well because it's 2018 yeah. when this case happened. And I'm pretty sure that like recent events of no recently it was when the court case, mm, uh, I court don't know. case was I no, could be I don't wrong. Know. I think it happened quite quick. I don't know. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, he um he pleaded guilty so that he wouldn't get the death penalty. But then the person that was in charge of that said, "I'll I'll let the family decide of of the wife what they wanted to do." And they said, "We're not in control of taking someone's life. We want we don't want to do that." Basically, so they sentenced him to free life sentences and like eighty four years plus on top of that yeah um which always confused me yeah i used to think because i used to hear people getting a sentence of 300 years and, that, and i'm like why are you giving them a long sentence when they're gonna die but i think the purpose is to show the magnitude of the crime yeah so it's almost like doing the people justice you got a free life sentences for the people that you've basically killed yeah in a sense. exactly and on top it's like to show the magnitude because we could say oh you're gonna be here until you die but yeah, showing them that, exactly. that this is the reason you've done this yeah and for each person it's, it's like a, yeah it's like almost giving them their due respect and stuff like that yeah exactly that's the same with me I used to think that as well but um, while he was in jail which was the crazy part is he had a pen pal so did you watch oh, this I in the this. documentary no. yeah he was writing basically letters and I think that there's something called like confessions of a killer mm-hmm. where he spoke about his daughter's last words and the woman actually came forward later on and gave more details to the police about what he had written to her and I think the crazy thing for me is not, I'm not saying that this woman done this but you know like when um, serial killers and stuff go to jail they get like fan mail and stuff you know like Jeffrey Dahmer yeah, 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 Ted yeah. Bundy they get like fan mail and people sending them money and letters and things like that which absolutely blows people are my weird. mind people are weird. I genuinely do not understand how or why like I get why this woman maybe spoke to him and stuff like that but the people that are doing it out of like glorifying them is a bit weird I think there's people in this world that want to do stuff like that but don't have the guts to do it mm. so then they all idolize people that have done it yeah you know um, I mean? also like I was having this conversation with my wife and we like, if you can kill doesn't don't you have to be a little bit messed up in the head to do to kill anyway yeah of course so then why doesn't that go into the act of like mentally unwell because you have to be crazy to kill you can't just I there think, has to be something wrong I with you I think that's subjective because yeah. it depends why you're killing if you're killing to protect someone your home do you get it yeah no but I'm saying a case like you this you mean a case like this he yeah. has to be mentally yeah like, your brain is you 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 lack em, you don't have the empathy and maybe your like frontal cortex you know like they've they've done lobe. like frontal lobe cortex I don't know what it is but you know mm. they've done like studies on brains that 
have murdered and things like that and there's like this little the empathy side of it is kind of low and I don't know if you know this but if you've got if you've done an ancestry test you can also check for these things well it will tell you what percentage of empathy oh. your genes show you have it, what percent of a murderer I'm no be. no no it will show like the empathy of what it, it's not obviously accurate because everyone's different but it tells you like the level whether you're yeah. high or low and I think yeah I think you definitely have to be mentally unwell to be able to do something like that mm. but I don't think that that should change um your sentence in yeah. any way obviously or I think what was scary to me mainly with this case was seeing how like normal he looked like, he literally looked like a few people that I know he looks such like a normal a lot of the times you think of like these murderers and you think of like these people that are like pushed away from society maybe they're not good social skills and it's a bit scary yeah. but to see him look like so normal and to see them look like such a normal family that have probably had it better than most people in this world because they lived in such a luxurious house obviously money's not everything but they had comfort yeah, you know yeah. I mean? they, they financially they didn't have to worry about financial burdens and stuff mm. like that she was focusing on raising her children having children working from home and enjoying herself working you know from mean? home exactly just being like a mum basically mm. and like part of a community and updating her um friends and family and what's interesting is this is another little fact he has he had a youtube channel and um he has a youtube channel it's got a thousand subscribers and his only video is a video that's talking about saving failing relationships and it's still on youtube now do you not find that absolutely insane overall it is a very 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 sad and devastating story and we're sending prayers to the family of the victims. And yeah, it's a very sad case. I'm not going to lie. Mm. But yeah, that was really sad. It's sad to end the episode on this note. Yeah, it's a bit of a, like a downer. Yeah, downer. Because we usually also, like... Also, I hope we did it right. I feel like we're a bit all over the place. So I was going to say, guys, we love when you guys give us constructive criticism. Like mm -hmm. you guys tell us what to change. And I don't know if you notice, but we do take it on board a lot of the time. Yeah. So if you could tell us how we could change this so that the next episode is yeah. good for you guys. Like this segment of like the um, true, true crime. crime. Like we let us know how you want us to format it what you liked, what you didn't like, and then inshallah we can like... And also maybe comment down below some cases that you want us to cover. Let us know if you even like this. Maybe you don't like the way we discuss it or we're missing out details. Just let us know everything you think we should change and what you liked, please, because we really will take it on board. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. Okay. That's, that's it for this week. I know. Nah, I feel nah. like we're kind of like, we can't be in like a... <laughs> yeah, I know. But I, I am happy to be back as well, guys. And we've actually missed you a lot. I've always got like major anxiety when we're not posting and stuff like that. So like even me coming back, I feel Relief. better and like like weights lifted off my chest and we're connected again. So inshallah, you lot are here to support us and join us. And we apologize for not being as consistent as we once was. But yeah, inshallah, we'll see you on the next one. Nishan, where can I find you? You can find me smiling on my pillow. You can find me at Isnishan on Instagram and TikTok. You can find me at Kayla Kasha on all social media platforms. Don't forget to follow Sally Relatable Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. Guys, we love you lot so much. Don't forget to like, share, comment, subscribe. And for today's episode, the word of the episode is... Mango. We've done mango before. Oh. The word of the episode is... Um, Shoe. No. Wow, and you've always picked yeah, the word. I'm picking the word. Today's word is starship. Starship. Yeah, just something like random. Yeah, like they can't even accidentally come across yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a good if you've one. watched this episode, if you made it right to the end, shout out to you. May Allah bless you Amen. and your family and your loved ones, everyone, Amen. and all of our subscribers. Yeah. But yeah, starship. And if you're gonna t type starship, then you might as well press a like button and share the video and subscribe and do all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, don't forget to check us out on all our other social media platforms where we're all doing great things. And yeah, we'll see you lot next week. Love you lot so much. Peace. Bye.